Oh, happy Thanksgiving to you, fucks. I uh, hope you're sitting around the table sharing some turkey with your least favorite family member. I got a feeling that you had to look at your aunt who probably made out with one of your cousins at some point in time, and they tried to tell you about it. And you looked at them, and you were like, that's incest and abuse. And they were like, no, nah, it was cool. And you were like, no, nah, man, I don't think it was cool. And now your aunt's trying to explain it to everybody over a nice honey-baked ham. Yeah. Well, this week, we're basically talking about that, but in murder form. You know what I'm saying? So it's like cross between uh, that drink from the 90s, Hooch, and Cheryl Crow. Yeah, this is a very Cheryl Crow situation that we're about to get into. You know when, like, Lilith Fair happened, that festival that was for women only in the 90s? Yeah. But it was all, like, Melissa Etheridge and the Indigo Girls and, like, every lesbian... Sarah McLachlan, dog. Yeah, like, every lesbian musical artist, uh, Tracy Chapman. Yeah. And then there had to have been someone there that was like, I gotta keep the party going. Yeah. That this is the this is who kept the party going for sure. So we're about to talk again about Eileen Warnos's part two. <laughs> if you haven't listened to part one, stop what the fuck you're doing and go right back. Listen to part one so you understand the psychology. You understand the ramp up to murder because that's what always happens. Nobody just walks out and murders a motherfucker. No, you got to get your feet wet. You got to do a few crimes first. You got to get a tampon in there. You know what I'm saying? Woo! You gotta. To fucking drag the water a little bit. Lady you can't luck. just go out cold. That's lady luck. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it is. You get away with it for a little bit. That's lady luck. Well, hey, happy Thanksgiving. I'm quite certain that uh, we're, we're recording this the night before. We, uh, we're again in the Land Rover. Mark's out of town. Yep. And uh, we're doing it the night before. I feel very confident I'm going to get out to you tomorrow on Thanksgiving. Whoa. So this is a very special holiday episode of Death Metal. <laughs> <laughs> God, Man, coughing already. Hacking up some helmets. It was a high cough episode last time. I'm feeling a lot better. Glad yeah, you asked. Me too. Yeah. Uh, last week was shit. We said the Land Rover then too, but Jesus, dude, I was on death's doorstep. And then I just got worse and worse, buddy. I got more sick. And I just laid in bed the entire weekend. I kept waiting to get up and do shit. And then my kids were fucking. You know, kids will do that thing. Well, like, if you ever read any parenting magazines or hear from any old people about regrets they had, yeah. what I always hear is it's like, I wish I would have done more with them. I wish yeah. when they asked me to do stuff, I would have done it. Yeah. And so I'm, like, laying in bed half fucking dead, and they're coming in like, will you play with me? Oh, and fuck. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> and I'm just thinking about all that <laughs> shit. Like, I would have been in my fucking 90s like, I wish the time they would have asked me. <laughs> And I thought you were going to say, you know, when the kids come in and you're fucking sleeping. Yeah. I hate that. That's, <laughs> that's just when you're asleep and they come in. That's uh, probably every day for yeah, you. My fucking stepson got my ass up at 530 Monday. I mean, dude, that's not even your kid. Just tell him to fuck off. Man, I was like, yo. You're not as. Uh, it's 530, dude. Please. Fuck you. Fuck Please. you. That's what Please. you just say. Oh, I was raging, man. I was like, come on, dude. I love him to death. But fuck. Don't get up. Earlier than eight o'clock. No, on your vacation. Don't do that. No, don't do that. What time did you make him go to bed at? Shit, he fell asleep at like fucking ten. He just passed out. No, he's just wild as fuck, man. Is what it is. He just yeah. It's like that energy comes a kicking in. But I made him put his shit up and go back to bed. It's time to go back to bed, bud. Yeah, I, I don't wanna. So like, you gonna? Then our soccer kicked him in the head and he went to sleep. I'm just fucking kidding. I did not do that. Yeah, we know. I mean, yeah. Nothing funnier than you being a loving step parent to me still. Man, I love him, man. I love him to death. Um, 
Yeah, man. I used to make fun of my other friend for raising someone else's kid so much, and now every time I want to, I feel. Uh, I, it's like in one, like whenever he wasn't around, I could make fun of him for raising someone else's kid. Yeah. With you, but now you're doing it, so now I, I'm just trapped. I guess yeah, I just gotta just accept trapped. the fact that's what happens. Uh, yeah, it does happen. And uh, if I can try to get into a relationship in your 30s. Hey, you find someone that was dirty. <laughs> not necessarily. Man, I was uh, the dirtiest. Not necessarily, I was exactly. The That's what I'm saying, man. You fucking was... someone found you, and yeah. hey, you're fucking gross. Yeah. Like nobody that just had a normal life would ever take you in. No, like no one that was on the upswing. Like, no. like nobody like coming out of like. What are people? What are good people doing in their 30s? Like coming out of like getting to fucking d- their doctorate. Like being in pra- like medical practice, wearing turtleneck sweaters and shit. Yeah, and like or like, uh, you know, fucking starting their investing career. Yeah, like starting some big shit, like yeah. on the upswing. Like they probably already started it in their late twenties, and now it's starting to go good. But like, not one of those people would ever let you. They enjoy a fruit cake. Yeah, they got I a like nice car. Bad thing. Fuck that shit sucks. <laughs> it's like a brick of sweet bullshit. Man, there's good ones and there's bad ones. I'll tell you that. But they're all the fucking. Same. Nah, man, I had a good one before. Yeah, I actually only ever had one good one, but it was so good that it changed my opinion on my entire genre. I can't wait till you meet a penis like that. Oh man, I pull it out. <laughs> they yo's. <laughs> yeah, we just discussed what's gross. <laughs> but I was just thinking today. I don't know why it's po- oh because I was trying to make something funny for that fucking city of Little Rock page. and uh, I was like debating between I'm thankful for my dick. Yeah. And uh, otherwise, I was going to say, if God wanted, if God didn't want people to suck your dick, he, he would have made you pee out of it. Which is funny because you do pee out of it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was yeah. trying to make people think a little bit, but I took the easy route. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Merry fucking Dicksgiving. Dicksgiving. <laughs> you sent me that picture of that boy fucking that turkey last night, man, with a big old rod. Well, I too, just thought I thought didn't. <laughs> a big uh, dick turkey man fucks turkey <laughs> you just typed it in yeah boy and i found one that, <laughs> yeah, found i found one that was like breaking news a man <laughs> has sex with turkey and his wife stabs him 17 times she got so mad she stabbed for fucking a turkey it's like that's your fault yeah you didn't give him none of your ham so he went and slammed a turkey man yeah that's a fair point i mean better a turkey than a person yeah i guess or <laughs> i mean the turkey's dead <laughs> Is that necrophilia? Where have you fuck? Especially if you fuck it through the neck hole. No, he didn't do that. We're out in the Land Rover, and our my fucking neighbor, well, like behind, just pulled up and then left. That's suspicious behavior. Yeah, we were just doing neighborhood report podcast where we just watch and <laughs> report. <laughs> hey, last thing before we get real into episode two, Eileen Wernos here. We got a big fucking live show. Our first hometown show, so everyone that's uh, personally knows me and Buddy, that's been around since we've been, you know. Well, let me say this: is that we're this is not going to be the best quality podcast, sound wise. Oh yeah, because uh, Mark's still fucking out of town. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know where I'm going with this? Is uh, always so funny. Yeah. yeah. So Mark's out of town. There's not going to be a song. You know. Yeah. We're going back to the old ways. Uh, but you know, we, we fucking started doing this shit as I've told you before on Facebook. Yeah. We just sat in my garage or at my kitchen table uh-huh. on my shitty laptop yep. and, uh, started formulating the idea for what we're doing now. Uh-huh. 
Now we get like 20,000 fucking listens a week, which we thank all of you. That's great. Sweet. Doesn't really like make our lives any better, but it's tight. It you is know tight. What I mean? Yeah. It does because we like talking to you. That's a shitty thing to say. I was just trying to be funny. You are funny. It's Thanksgiving, you know? Um, everyone that's in town that's supported us since we started Facebook and live in it. Yeah. We've done live shows elsewhere, but never here. Yeah. And we are making our triumphant fucking first appearance at Vino's, which I couldn't think of a better place. Yeah. I put on fucking big-ass comedy shows there. Yeah, I've been Some going. of our friends put on big-ass metal shows there. I've been going there since I was like 12, 13 years old. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a fucking staple. Yeah. It's like the first place, I think, in uh, Arkansas that started doing... Like mid tier heavy music shows. Yeah, well, they didn't. Like, I mean, there was a documentary about the punk scene back then. You know, your favorite band, fucking Fugazi, played there a bunch. Oh, <laughs> God, it's a t- history I don't want to hear about. Yeah, you're gonna. That's what this is really gonna be. I'm gonna take it over. It's Fugazi's so bad. Oh yes, <laughs> when people love it, you know what I mean. When they just love it, which is a lot of there's you know that person like oh yeah. Flannel shirts are, like, cool now, yeah. but they were, the way that people dress right now with, like, sailor beanies and flannel shirts and, and, like, straight khaki pants and Converse. Yeah. If you were wearing that 15 years ago because you legitimately, like, wanted to look like Ian McKay. Yeah. Fuck you. That's what, your style got co-opted because you suck. Yeah, y'all look. You're up. just a normie. You're a normal piece of shit, and America finally caught on to what looks cool and normal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's like so fuck. It's like a Target commercial. Yeah, that's really what it's like. Yeah, but hey, all that is to say, thank you for getting us where we were at, and uh, don't be jaded to the fact sometimes we got to record the Zoom recorder because we don't pay Mark a goddamn dime. No, and we're very thankful to have him in our lives because uh, I mean, it, it, we have to drive and put in effort like that, but we show up, sit down, and he streams us on YouTube most weeks and gets us a high quality audio product. And uh, shout out to him. It's much appreciated. Listen to his podcast, Episodes of the Blowhole, as a thank you, you know? Yeah. It's much appreciated. And uh, it's just that grassroots shit. We're on the Zoom recorder with two microphones, which is still way better than what we... we we've done worse. You know? We've done worse. This will sound fine yeah. in the long run. But, we've uh, done shit that sounds like recording farts in a baked bean can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just demo tapes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, they pulled up and they're leaving again. Man. Where are they even going? Delivering meth. Yeah. He got a call. A short run. Yeah, only someone on meth would deliver meth a block away in a car. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, they could hey, walk, man. but. <laughs> you got to go fast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like we've dicked around long enough. It's time to chomp this motherfucker in half. Listen, last week we went through Eileen Wernos's early life. You got an understanding <laughs> of when she was born. Nobody paid attention to her. Her parents were all fucked off when they were young. And obviously her dad was a huge piece of shit that went to prison for pedophilia and kidnapping himself and killed himself. When she was a baby, her parents would just leave her in a room and let her cry and never pay attention to her. And that just starts the whole fucked up cycle. Again, if you did choose to skip episode one, it wasn't wise. But when we talk about Eileen Wernos, and especially a lot of the way she's been represented in pop culture... You kind of get this 
feeling where you feel bad for what she's gone through, which you still definitely can, even though she's a terrible piece of shit. Yeah. Um, you, you still have to feel bad for her and the circumstances that led to where she's at. You know, a lot of that, you know, none of that was under her control. It's just where she got to was. And a, pop culture has made her some sort of feminist icon in some circles where she took the power back for sex workers and killed abusers. Now, yeah. what we're going to try to uncover is, is that the way it happened? Or is that overblown? Uh, or is it some of both? You know? Uh, I'm just saying again, when you hear some of these things, just remember, she did murder seven people. Yeah, she did. She did. And the first murder we're going to get into, before I get to the actual crime, catch you up on where Eileen is as a person. You know, we talked about how she had been doing robberies with her gun last week she kind of cycled up to where she almost killed the guy just kind of seemed like she didn't have the nerve to do it right at the end there um and you know her physical appearance has drastically changed too uh like we said she's been living with her girlfriend ty and when i say living with i don't mean like she moved in with ty i mean like they live together but they've just been kind of moving around together (laughs) staying in Campers, hotels, Grand Dams, uh, fucking El Camino beds. Yeah, it's Florida. You can be kind of loose with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. not the most hygienic. You know, Ty's a um, hotel maid. We talked about. So I'm sure every once in a while they get the opportunity to sleep in one of those hotel rooms at a discounted rate. You know, they're not. They don't have a place. They just live together. They just, uh, Eileen's obsessed with this Bonnie and Clyde idea. While this is going on, what Eileen's doing for money while she's a maid. Is like I had told you, she's a prostitute. She's having sex with people for money. She's got a certain racket that she's been doing it with. Um, a weird thing that she she does, which you wouldn't expect. I mean, she's getting older, one. Yeah. And two, kind of what I wouldn't expect from a prostitute. Now, I've never done it or had to do it, and I don't expect anything out of them, but her physical appearance really starts to decline. I mean, she stops trying to care. She stops trying to dress herself up. She starts, we talked about how she would pull that picture out of, like, her family. Yeah. Um, which wasn't her family. It was just a picture of kids and be like, these are my family. Can you help me out with money? She's just kind of transitioning into a full-blown drifter, you know? Yeah. She's making a move to where she's hitchhiking all over the place. So she's not exactly with Ty every night. And they just meet up. And then that's what drug addicts do also. You know, they're, they're together. They want to be with each other, but you got to be able to get your fucking drugs and your partying and shit, you know? Yeah. You can't just, if you can't work as a team to get it, if Ty's working in a hotel all day and not getting paid every day, she's got to go get money to get drugs and shit. So she's out on the streets. She kind of dresses like a fucking, I mean, you know what she dresses like. Yeah. Baseball cast, sweatpants, loose-fitting clothes. Cut-off jeans. Yeah. Yeah, like... Uh, Tattered flannels. Whatever... Look, okay, let Some me say kids. it like this. If you're rich, if you're rich, you know, whenever your mom is, like, forced to go rake leaves yeah. and, she's, and do laundry on the same day, yeah, and she's like, well, fuck it, and puts on, like, your old clothes, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah And yeah, if you're yeah, middle yeah. class, whenever your mom has to go do yard work, and she's like, fuck it, and, and like, puts a pair of your dad's cut-off jeans on, yeah. and, like, some clogs. Yeah. Like that. If you're poor, just like what your mom's wearing right now. Just like that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, just like, yeah. Well, yeah, fuck it. I mean, this is just what's yeah. going on. She's at that level. She's been doing strong arm robberies, too. Um, 
Again, I get this from uh, some of the parts of her life are hard to catch up on because she's told the story so many times. And that's with everything, the Murrays and everything. She tells her story so many times. It's almost different every single time. Uh, but from all accounts I get gathered is that she's doing strong arm robberies with her 22 fairly frequently. You know what I'm saying? Uh, is she uh, still going down on her lady friend in the back of El Camino's? Yeah, of course. Stinky armpit. Yeah, I mean, dude, and plus, uh, you know how, like, all right, I'll do that in just a second. She's also shoplifting a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the romance, dude, is a problem also. I mean, good for them because there's somebody for everybody. You're beautiful (coughs) in one way or another, but it looks like um, this is fucked up, and I know it's not a sensitive way to be, but I grew up in fucking... First, the small part of Missouri, then Colorado Springs, Colorado, which even though it's Colorado, it's fucking conservative as shit. Yeah. Um, My experience with lesbians was not the normal, here's what they, like, you found your mom's double-sided dildo, and you were like, well, if one's for you, why is there two? You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what you walked into. Well, I knew she was horseshoeing it, so. Yeah, oh. No. She had to have been. No, dude, it's for Sharon. (laughs) You think she crazy? Yeah, man. Come she, on, man. She was Dixie cupping, dude. <laughs> oh. I found that old boy and stuck it in a fucking deer skull, and that old thing just a wagging its tail right in her face when she came home from work. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that's how you found out she was a lesbian for sure. Anyway, no, no, no. My, my, it was like softcore pornography on HBO and yeah. Cinemax. Two beautiful women, you know, softly making out with each other, voluptuous, touching, rubbing, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. But then you saw, like, a picture of Katie Lang, you know? Yeah. How she was definitely a lady, but she is, like, working on an oil rig type of look to her. Yeah. Even like, though she uh, wasn't. She was just playing a guitar, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, real fucking... Blase fair about her pubes, you know like what a, I mean? Yeah, I'm like a singer songwriter type of yeah, hog. Yeah, with like a strong <laughs> forehead, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, man. And then like uh, Melissa Etheridge's girlfriend, you know? Yeah. I mean, I thought because they someone told me she was a lesbian, and I looked at her girlfriend, and I was like, I don't think so. No, that's a man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was just like Melissa Etheridge's first girlfriend when she got famous and Katie Lang fucking eating each other out. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. not. That's what Eileen. But imagine those two. As surprising as those two look to you, if you were never familiar with a very androgynous female, yeah. Um, as surprising as that could catch you as like a young boy when you just didn't know any better. It's cool. I'm not shitting on it. I'm just no, saying that's yeah. what I saw. Uh, now imagine if it was just. One of them ate way too much and stopped caring about everything. Yeah. And the other one didn't eat anything and stopped caring about everything, you know? Yeah. It's just like, uh, you know that picture of like that real-life Beavis mugshot? Yeah. That's what Eileen looks You've seen Eileen yeah, Warnos before. Yeah, She's skinny, yeah. just fucking wild. And her girlfriend looks like she probably just shoved every single fucking part of that crazy face into her asshole, you That's know? That's uh, being Flick Rick. And you know, it stinks. <laughs> it stinks bad. Yeah, yeah. Hamburger I'm helper. I'm just thinking about the, you know, I'm just thinking about the dynamics of it. Yeah, hamburger helper. They're always hanging out in the woods and shooting guns and shit. Armpit dust. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because like, I feel like I got a firm grasp of what lesbians do. Do you? 
I think so. To break it down, man. Oh, like the scissoring, the, they don't the scissor. fingering. They don't scissor. Yeah, they do. No, man, I got a friend. She told me that she don't They scissor, scissor man. She said that she says they fuck with Can't the- Can't find the scissor, man. They fuck with the uh, fingers and mouth, man. That's what they do. And they scissor- and they use dills. Oh, they ain't no dills. <laughs> they, they yeah, use, they using dills. Women don't when they have sex with each other. They don't use no dill hammers. Yeah, yeah, they do. I mean, in porn. No, man. You're getting this from porn, man. <laughs> yeah, man, but I'm so. Yo, shout out to. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to dill hammers, <laughs> man. But, I, if you're a lady. <laughs> and you're gay, man. Uh, send us an email. How do women have sex? But don't send us that email. Come I, on. Send it to Chris because no, I already know. Yeah, y'all are scissoring. My man. mom's gay. She scissors. Only when it's time to cut paper. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to tell me that your mom ain't rubbed that big ass between another fucking big ass stinking up the room before? I'm sure. Nah, man. She's also. correct yeah (laughs) well anyway that's the type of romance that's in the air right now i mean just real hot and heavy stuff and at this point while she's drifting around doing her whole hitchhiking routine she gets picked up by richard mallory he's 51 years old uh Mm. he owned an electronic store he had a lot of money problem with richard mallory and where this whole story gets even harder to decipher on what Eileen Wernos was really like is he was a convicted rapist. Yeah. He had been sent to prison for raping a prostitute already. Oh, shit. Uh, He frequented prostitutes. Uh, All the prostitutes in the area when he got killed knew him. They didn't have a bad thing to say about him, but that doesn't mean anything because, you know, if, if he... I just got a feeling that if you get caught... Raping a prostitute and sent to prison. You had to have done it several times before. Yeah. So he's a bad person, for sure. I mean, he's... So that that makes it really muddies the situation. And two, she shot him only in the body seven times with a twenty two caliber. They were both completely naked from her account. She made him strip and she stripped. Now, remember I talked about in the first episode how that's what her grandfather would do to her make them both get naked before he administered punishment and also in a in a fucking prostitute client regard she may have been doing that to make sure he wasn't a cop yeah Uh, she may have been doing that because if he's naked and he can she can see that he doesn't have anything on him well uh i I remember last week we i mentioned borderline personality disorder several times right um I actually ended up looking up her mental health diagnosis, and she had several things going on. The actual, I think, on the lower end of the spectrum was a psychopathy, which she def- definitely had. But uh, the big thing really was borderline personality disorder and uh, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. And so her making them strip down naked like her grandfather would, uh, it has to do with both those disorders, mental disorders. Oh. And then, you know. All right. Psychopathy comes in because it becomes a pattern. Yeah. I thought she was more a sociopath than a psychopath. Well, sociopath. I mean, it's under the same umbrella, you know. I got you. Yeah, I mean, it all makes sense to me. It's not that I'm arguing. I'm certainly not a fucking professional. Neither am I. Uh, Just looked over some shit. Uh, But, yeah, so 
I mean, I'm trying to give the spectrum of all the things that could be if you were going to mount a defense for her. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, how could you prove it with self-defense? Because this shit stacks up to the contrary. Because, again, bad person. Could he have tried to rape her? For sure. No, oh, yeah. Definitely had it in him. Um, strike one, she robbed him. Took everything that he had. Ty claims that she was about to leave Eileen because she was tired of bouncing back and forth. She had a job, but Eileen wasn't pulling her weight. So Ty wanted to get into a regular living arrangement. Meanwhile, Eileen was just wilding out all the time. Yeah. So Ty was about to leave and take care of herself. With the money she took from Richard Mallory, and she took a bunch of shit from him and pawned it, they had enough money all of a sudden to be able to get an apartment. Do you think that she started dating Ty because she was like, well, it's not my favorite type of weed. Ty sticks. You heard of tie sticks? Man, can you take that one back? <laughs> no, man. All right. You never smoked a tie? No, stick? I never smoked a fucking tie stick. I watched <laughs> Cheech and Chong. Yeah. I wasn't alive in the 70s, let alone of the Is that right where age from? smoke weed in it. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. He gets that bag. He's like, remember, I got a bunch of tie sticks. I've never seen that movie, so. you never seen? No, <laughs> I'm sure it's a term for weed in general, but. Um, He's <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> You're like uh fucking sometimes man you'll click in with a classic, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like you'll yeah. come in and you'll say something that's a fucking then I'll bust in that ten fucking... out of ten banger. Yeah. And uh you'll make me laugh, you'll make the entire audience at home laugh. Then I'll say But some then shit. you'll just it's hit like, like that. I don't even know what the fuck that is. I just think it's weed. That's all I know. All right, man. Well but point two the way Richard was shot. He was in the driver's seat facing towards her in the passenger seat. So, in other words, he hadn't climbed over where she was at. She claims that they were in the back of the car about to have sex. Uh, th- there was no defensive or offensive posture, I should say, made on Richard's end. All the blood splattered was on the driver's window. So, basically, she, from the passenger seat close range, shot him in the driver's seat. Again, he was stripped naked. We went over all the reasons that may have been. Um Ty's testimony to this murder when the police talked to her eventually says that when Eileen came home, she had no marks on her and didn't mention anything about rape, but talked for hours about how she killed a man. She was stoked on that shit. Man, my ears are ringing. Why are they ringing? Because I shot somebody in a car. Oh, yeah, I got you. Oh, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She fucking also, you know... Weird way to handle a self-defense killing. Drug his body and car several miles away and hit them both in a wooded area. Um, you know, so it, we're just riding that line. At this point right now, first murder, this guy's a bad person. She could have easily killed him in self-defense and be that fucking prostitute who turns it around. No, I'm not going to get fucking raped. It doesn't matter if I'm a prostitute. I'm still a person and you're not going to treat me like shit. Uh, I, I think you can, you know what I'm saying, you can be both. Yeah. Is the point I'm trying to get at by framing this whole thing. It could have been 50-50. Things aren't black and white. Half of her murders could have been in self-defense. All of them could have been in self-defense. We'll have to keep going on to see. Uh, I, you know, it took her a long time to ramp up to killing somebody, which also makes me think, I mean, barring her mental disorders, that she she didn't just want to go to that. You know, she'd probably been in those situations before and hadn't killed. Yeah. But honestly, I think it was just uh, she was untreated for so long that she hit a breaking point, too. 
Yeah. You know, she's she needed some fucking mood stabilizers and some other shit just yeah. to kind of, you know, help her get some sleep, <laughs> you know, and some therapy to help her work through her problems. And she didn't get any of that. She just running the street, fucking partying it up and fucking spanking people's weasels for money and giving hand jobs. Just r- rough ones, dude. You know, because you, you know she's callous. Yeah, I mean she's probably picking rough shit up all the like time. She's always a, in the woods and shit. Yeah, it's like fucking a cheese grater. Yeah, it's like getting jacked off by a fucking brickly bush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what I want. So May nineteenth, nineteen ninety, she runs into David Spears. He operated heavy construction equipment. He had divorced his wife, but he had a close relationship with her. He went home to see his kids and wife. Every single weekend, he would always leave early Saturday morning. Uh, like I said, him and his wife were divorced, but they had a close relationship. And the saddest part about David is that he had already bought an engagement ring and was carrying it with him with plans to ask her to marry him again. And she said with news of the murder, she would have absolutely said yes because he was a great man. Why does that matter to anything? Because David most likely... Picked up Eileen as a hitchhiker, not as a prostitute. Yeah. And like I said, she's always kind of trying to blur that line and then show her hustle. I highly doubt, uh, especially right now, he didn't have any nefarious deeds in mind because he was headed to his daughter's 21st birthday party. And he had 500 bucks for her in her fucking in his pocket, which is a lot of money for a 21-year-old in 1990. Nothing gets me hotter than my 20. One-year-old daughter's birthday, got to pick up a prostitute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, and uh, he was on the way down there, saw her hitchhiking. She shot him in the body six times and ditched his naked body along Florida State Road 19, which is 11 hours away from where he was supposed to be, which is where she claims he took her for sex. And then he got violent and tried to rape her. Oh. Which, again, doesn't make any sense. You know, of course, she took the money. If you were going to be that type of fucking freak where you're on the way to your daughter's 21st birthday to <coughs> repropose to your wife that you divorced, probably a normally happy moment, and you just got all boned up and you had to blow one out on a prostitute, Yeah, why would you drive 11 hours away to do that? You would, man. I mean, that's some mood strikes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like and you're 11 hours in. You're you, bored. You think also, okay. Do you think you're having fun driving around with Eileen Warnos? No, man. But you're also probably thinking like, man, I gotta stay awake. Let me pick up this weird tooth kook. No, and he was 11 hours away from where he was supposed to be at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went the other way. Oh. Where are, you, where are you not getting about it? I'm not really paying attention, honestly. I'm fucking... You're supposed to be. I'm trying to, man. I'm taking my medicine, <laughs> dog. You're supposed to be in this. I'm I'm in it. <laughs> I'm just staying in the car. No, so look, I'm in car. he's on the way. He's not. He's like two hours away from his wife and kids, okay? okay? Yeah, yeah. So, he basically is almost there. He picks up Eileen Wernos along the highway. Uh-huh. Then he drives 11 hours away from there. With Eileen Wernos. That's what I'm saying. Do you think it's fucking, would you want to be in a car with her for 11 hours? No, man. And if you're trying and especially, to fuck. Yeah, you, do, you definitely yeah. don't want to fuck after that. Yeah, I mean, 11 hours, you're just trying to find her. fucking like, you know what the Lord told me? <laughs> yeah, or she's like, or he's like, I got to find the right place. Let's drive around till we find it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Is there anywhere I can drive where your voice is not at? <laughs> Ithaca, New York. <laughs> Fuck that place. I don't know anything about it. I yeah. know that Judge played there a bunch. That's your favorite band. Man, they 
there isn't I, I you know they're not as bad as I remembered. Yeah, man, the dude is cool. No, he's not. He's cool. No, man. he's not. Then he just quit and didn't say nothing. Nobody. Yeah, that part's cool. Started fucking riding motorcycles. Yeah, I guess he's kind of cool. He's cool, man. And they get over overhyped, man. Too much. Oh, definitely overhyped. Because <laughs> everybody wants some fucking hammer tattoos. Let me tell you how Judge could be cool. I'll fucking say this for my other podcast if I ever get that shit going again. Um, not making a new album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You make a new album, it's going to suck. Yeah. You're going to fuck it all up. Unless the Mike and Judge. And they're going to do it. Well, what if Mike Judge from fucking Beavis and Butthead Yeah, that, yeah, no, that's you, cool. That's how you do it. He just sings in like Boomhauer's voice. Yeah. Man, they're going to want to tell you something. Man, they're going to smoke cigarettes, man. But damn, I'm going to drink a beer. Don't be, going, yeah, don't be doing that, man. Yeah, victim number three is going to be Charles Cascadon. This was pretty quick after, just two weeks later on May thirty first, nineteen ninety. She got him while he was headed to work as a machine puncher. Uh, he was also a part time rodeo worker, which I don't know what a rodeo worker is because if you're like in the rodeo, I don't think they call you a worker. Like you if you're you a bulls, rodeo clown, man. Well, if you're a clown, that's what. The but if you're like riding bull, you're like a bronco buster or like a bull rider. <laughs> a bronco you know buster, yeah, yeah, man. You busting Bronx, bro? Man, hell yeah, busting them Bronx, man. Shooting blanks to spank. I fucking hate horses, dude. I would not. Yeah. I should. I should be a bron. I just to, just to fucking dominate, just to let a horse know who the fuck I am. I should have done that shit. Fuck it. Yeah, that too. But I mean, bust at first. You got to bust. <laughs> that's what I'm dude, saying. If you want to give that horse's trust, you got to make him bust. Man, those are big rods. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm a top. I told you, I'm dominating. The Man, horse. if you jack it a uh, horse off, get it hard, kill it. His dick stays hard. But you got and you flip it over on its back. Is Man. that true? Yeah. Why do you? <laughs> and you flip it over on its back while the dick's still hard. You tie a piece of string to it, throw it out, cast it out into the lake. You got you a standing fishing pole. I don't like how you just <laughs> come up with stuff like that off the top so fast, man. <laughs> Your brain just works like that. <laughs> it's so stupid, man. I hate my life. <laughs> <laughs> so Eileen's with him, and she says that she shot him because she felt in her body and mind that he was about to jump on her. And then after she shot him, she searched his car and found that he had a forty five revolver, which in her mind proved that he was going to kill her. So she shot him four more times after she found the gun and he was already dead dumped his naked body and covered it in leaves and she found an electric blanket in his car to toss on top of that. Hell yeah. I mean, if you were a fucking rodeo worker, you probably just had a forty five. And then it goes back to my theory about the dead horse. She did <laughs> yeah, the same yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, she did that with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's why she shot him those other four times. She had to get his rod. Hey, yeah. She's <laughs> hungry, man. She gotta get a fish out of that pond. Gotta get that rod and reel stick in my fucking, pond. Man, this fucking pond won't fish, man. <laughs> <laughs> Crap, man. Uh yeah, so she took the forty five back to Ty. Again, this is the third time she's killed somebody. The third time she's gone to Ty's place. This time with a fucking forty five. It's just like, hey, got this gun. From a motherfucker I killed, you want to go pop a few rounds off in the woods? And man, Ty's Hank like, Jr. was proud. What's that? Yeah. There's a lyric that's like that. It's probably about them, man. Must be some beach nut in his eye. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd like to shoot some beach. I'd like to shoot some Ali nut into Ty's thighs. 
<laughs> I swear I got this here 45, 11 hours away from your daughter's birthday. Now you're on by the lake being gay. Man, that, uh, like you ever just dive into Hank Williams Jr.? Oh, yeah. Because I like it. Yeah, but like I can't like it in public because yeah. like one day I was listening to it when I was working at the restaurant, and I didn't I didn't know, I didn't know, like I figure because he sings country music he's racist. Like I yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. pretty much understand that. Yeah, but dude, he's got this fucking song where he's like, really, I don't want to even say low key, but he's essentially talking about how America sucks because of black people. Oh, okay, but he's like. Mr. Lincoln, I wish you could see what you did. Oh, crap. I don't think things turned out the way that you thought they would. Did it swing your vote? Um, <laughs> I don't vote. Yeah, no, but it made you want to go vote. <laughs> I guess that's the idea of it, but no. I think yeah. he ran for fucking president halfway one time. I think he was, like, threatening to run Man. for office. He would have won. You think so? Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> look at who's in office right now, <laughs> yeah, man. You got a good point, dude. <laughs> you got a pretty good point, dude. But, you know, there'll be like, Donald Trump's good at business. No one's going to be like, you know who's going to fix this fucking economy? Say, <laughs> Junior. Yeah, He's yeah, like, he I'll spit some beach nut in that dude's eye. Man, he would, too. That's that's what would be cool about yeah. it. Yeah. He'd be whooping that ass. He's always talking about Arkansas wine, man. That's what I like. Yeah, Arkansas wine ain't nothing. Yeah. Hey, listen, y'all ain't from here? It's Arkansas good. wine ain't nothing to fuck with. Nah, I mean, y'all don't know. Y'all think about <laughs> California and France and Oregon. Yeah. You get you some sweet muscadine, muscadine wine. Boy, brother, I'll be outside Aye. naked by a bonfire in no time. Boy. Yeah, I play with my dick by I'll a be fucking eating out some KD Lane looking monster with yeah. no we got a fucking eyebrow ring, no problem, man. Country pleasing pig. <laughs> <laughs> man. Yeah, that 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 fucking big song of his too, Country Boy Can't Survive, is fucking hilarious where it's just like uh like uh I'm wrote my friend living up in the city. He don't call me by my name. Just hillbilly. Well, he sent me a picture of New York lights, and I sent him some homemade wine. That's a shit-ass trade, for one. Yeah. Hey, hillbilly, you ever seen some lights before? He's like, man, wow, oh, no. Whoa, man. Let hey, look. He needs uh, some man, wine. I'm going to kick this wine up your way, boy. Yeah, you try some bullshit. of this here. That's like trading stamps. $45, my friend, lost his life. Dude, you know, the only time I've, I thought trading stance was bullshit until I was in Christian school. Yeah. And they like, the dude, the principal, you, I'm sure I've told the story about how I got kicked out of Christian school on here. Uh, probably. I don't know. I can't even remember last week. Man. Yeah, you're right about that. But, you know, I got kicked out of Christian school because the principal wanted to paddle me. And this was like, the, it wasn't like the first day. It was yeah, been like yeah. years of tormenting this guy. And he was like, I'm going to paddle you. And I was like... Don't you can't paddle me? He's like, I'm gonna call your grandparents to find out. And I was like, Well, you better tell them the only reason you want to paddle me is because it gives you a boner. <laughs> and he kicked me out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but that dude <laughs> at a fucking stamp club. Like, if that doesn't say I fucking get off to spanking kids, nothing else does. Yeah, man. Stamps. What are the kids into these days? It ain't fucking stamps. <laughs> you piece of shit. Well, they try to get you into it. 
Yeah, try to get everybody into it. That's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I fucking no, dude. Fucking idiot. Got, yeah, dude, he got so mad. He had like a, it was like a thing where he, it was like, we got a new club in school and you can miss an hour of class to come down here and find out about it. And I was like, hell yeah. I went down, dude, and he was like, this is a stamp collecting club. And I was like, what's that? And he was like, we collect stamps. And I was like, like rubber stamps? I don't get it. And he was like, no, like postage stamps. I was like, that is so stupid. And he's like, back to class. <laughs> you know, whenever you went to the principal's <laughs> office, man, yeah. you knew, you knew like the principal or whoever was done to fuck kids and they had those highlights magazines to them. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Every office that dealt with children has that. Yeah, man. Still. Yeah, dude. That don't make no sense. So everyone fucks kids? That shit sucks. Yeah, it sucks, but what's it got to do with fucking kids, man? man it's always got something to do with Kids piece. don't even like that. If you look in uh, any issue, there's something to do with a piece of wood in there, which <laughs> well, is what right, they're okay. getting when they start spanking your ass with a piece of wood. And then yeah, it. you're taking this somewhere. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Down to hell. <laughs> <laughs> They get wood. <coughs> Fuck, man. All right, so yeah, they're partying with that forty-five pistol. Uh, Peter Sears, this one's wild as fuck. He was a missionary. He traveled around and passed out Bibles. So he had a car full of Bibles. He was a retired merchant seaman. Oh yeah, which is a uh, stamp collector. Yeah, uh, my friend, uh, my friend Tony. Shout out to old Anthony. Is fucking going through. Training to be a merchant seaman right now. All right. Which uh, I still don't know what the fuck that is. I mean, shit, he can come over to my house, get in my shower, and I shower. <laughs> yeah, you make, that, you make that boy I'll make a seaman. seaman, man. Yeah, all right, cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the dude, I'm tired of him washing down the drain. I need a place to go. Oh, man. So the dude, yeah, that's, that's, that's your fucking retired seaman, dude. <laughs> you make it an emergency because he pays you for it. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, my face is dried out. <laughs> man, give me a little bit of money. Me be a merchant and I'll give you this retired seaman, bud. And then he, and then he invested all of his money in Perkins. And then we all saw how that restaurant worked the fuck out. Perkins? <laughs> well, man, you're fucked up. Not yet. You're ruining this. No, I'm not. All right, man. <laughs> uh, so he fucking picks up Eileen and he was supposedly en route to visit family right here in Hot Springs, Arkansas, bud. Damn. Yeah, that's tight. They're bringing it home. It now, Eileen says when they get in the car headed towards Arkansas, she propositioned him, went through her old routine, pulled out the picture of kids. <coughs> Shit, sorry. Still coughing. Pulled out the picture of kids. He went for it. So she's just going to take him out to the woods to have sex with him for the money. Now, I completely believe it up to this part because he's a missionary. There's no way he's a good person. Yeah. I got no chance in hell that a man who travels alone to spread the word of God is just doing that. No. You ever have, like, a missionary come to your church when you were a kid? Yeah. Always a piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah. You just tell. Yeah. It's like you're not preaching at a church. You're just roaming around and preaching. Man, remember whenever my dad's funeral, there was the people that were missionaries that talked, and the whole time the lady talked about her ex-husband. Remember that shit? You fucking... Yes, I do. Yeah, exactly. It's always about them and how they're going to come. I don't think they mentioned that at your grandpa's funeral. 
No, but I know I can tell, man. <laughs> she wanted to. She was remarried. Nobody fucked me like that. Yeah, she's like, was. I'm remarried, but his dick's not as good as the other guy. He had that huge was drama. wild shit thinking back about it. Your grandpa died. <laughs> I just thought she was crazy as, like, old and senile and shit. Yeah. Because, yeah, he died, and at a funeral, everyone goes up, and they're like, you know, Richard was a great man. Here's a bunch of cool shit about him. Here's how we met each other. Here's what I liked about him. But this crazy bitch just goes up and she's like, now me and my husband went on a missions trip to Japan. Yeah. And we went on dates like this. And we used to do this. And her current husband is there. What the fuck was that all about? It was like he, a, a he literal went, hour. He went and tapped her out. Yeah, dude. what the fuck? Man, the best part was like, she was like, when we were in college, he's... Don't make plans for my funeral, buddy. Oh, I'm gonna. Yeah. <laughs> I, I already know what they're gonna be, man. Great. You're gonna be in a ball pit. Oh. Your corpse is going to be in a ball pit. <laughs> that's fun, though. Your grandkids are going to play with your body. One last time to play with Grandpa. Yeah, they'll like that. Yeah, man. Then I'm I won't gonna... have those regrets. Like, I wish I would have played with them. If I can hear some Man of War, just blast Man of War over your corpse, man. Yeah, that's cool, man. Just and make sure it's not the pedophile the... era. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for with sure. the ball pit and whatnot. It might be <laughs> <laughs> inappropriate. Yeah, man. When I'm going to play some uh, In This River, man. Oh, dude. Hive mind because we've been doing that shit at work all week, man. Me and Drew <laughs> yeah. just in the back because I do, you know, when somebody makes me think of that, it just all comes back to me. Yeah. Oh fucking! Uh, it's the only good uh, black label song, man. Yeah, did we good, dude. Black. That's the worst band ever of all. This terrible, stinks, man. dude. What is that boy doing? He writes some hard riffs, man. He does. It, uh, but uh, it, Ozzy ruins them or he ruins them. One of the two. Black label society. Well, he ruins those, but Ozzy ruins like he writes hard Ozzy riffs, and Ozzy f- shits all over him. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay, uh, like that fucking breaking all the rules song. That's one of the hardest riffs. Yeah, I've ever heard Break before. It all and then yeah, Ozzy just like going at it. It's like, man, what the fuck are you even? Yeah, but yeah, dude, in this river, that fucking video, man, where he just makes up history. And it's little Zach Wilde and little Dimebag Daryl growing up together. Yeah. And they're going to jump into the fucking river on their bikes. And he's like, I'm scared, Zach. And he's like, don't be scared, Dime. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to (laughs) Pantera. This storm has broken me, my only friend. That's what I always remember as a part. He fucking points to the sky. Yeah, you getting that plate, man. Because you're definitely going before me. Yeah, I hope. I go soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready too, man. What if we died at the same time? Very likely. Tonight's always, night. Yeah, it might We're going to take this off a bridge, <laughs> yeah. man. Your wife liked this car a whole lot. She didn't really like you too much. And I've been around <laughs> the world. I see no end. Yeah. I should fade to black again and again. Well, this storm has broken me, my only friend. Oh, in this river ain't no coming back. In this river, I shall fade to black. In this river, I shall fade to black. Ain't no coming back. Yeah, man, ain't no coming back. Everybody done turned it off. Yeah, you're right. I can't. I. That's good, man. No. <laughs> it's like, I just get wrapped up in it, man. Yeah, I get wrapped up. I, I dare anyone listening right now to put on In This River and then try to make it through the next day without just fucking, oh! <laughs> <laughs> you can't stop, man. man. I like that. What you fucking, 
Oh, you can't stop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. So, yeah, so they're supposed to be fucking out in the woods. Let's get back to the fucking podcast that we're doing. Zach just takes me away, man. Uh, she propositioned him. They go out to the woods for some hot sex with an old missionary and a real snaggly, gangly, spindly-looking, fucked-up, <laughs> flip-flop, dirty-foot-having, <laughs> fucking <laughs> culotte-wearing <laughs> <laughs> piece of shit, dude. And uh, they spread a blanket out and get up. They both get naked. They're about ready to fuck. And this is the point where Eileen says that this old man is about to rape her. Yeah. So supposedly, after clearly the person who's physically upper-handed in this situation... Gets naked with an old man to have sex with him in the woods. She's saying that he tried to rape her. Yeah. Now, I believe women. Yeah. But come on. Yeah, that don't make no sense. She could have kicked his fucking ass. He was old, man. He probably even got a Bible out and was like, lay your head on this. I brought out the cough, man. Man, he opened that boy up to Deuteronomy and fucking yeah. try to take a bite out of that cooter on him. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot, man. <laughs> man, he fucking <laughs> Deuteronomy, man. <laughs> Dude, he fucking opened that boy up to the Galatians and tried to turn her clam into a libation. <laughs> oh, man. He opened that boy up to Exodus and tried to have some sex and shit. <laughs> You fucking stupid! He opened that boy up to axe and tried to eat some ass. <laughs> 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 he fucking opened that boy up to judge and tried to put his thumbs in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. He fucking opened that boy up to revelation and tried to give that pussy a devastation. Claim slamming. Claim slamming to the Bible. Man, he opened that boy up to the second Corinthians and tried to rim again. <laughs> oh, man, fuck, dude. I got that fucking tight headache in the back of my head now. I'm crying and shit. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> tight, man, I gotta remember what to... <coughs> God damn I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry man No more Bible verses <laughs> uh, I'm all wet Shit uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, You get wet Ooh. Yeah so she shot him <coughs> Fuck I'm so sorry Chris dying of cancer. Man, he's just going away smooth. Oh, all right. She shot him, and then she left him and fucking drove away in his kick-ass Pontiac Sunbird. Woo, yeah. I bet your mom had one of those before for sure. No, man. My mom had a Geo Storm. Those are sweet. Dude, she, uh, this is like one of the things. I mean, my grandparents, like, hated her for sure anyway. They buy her a bunch of cars. Well, they bought, yeah, they bought her this one, dude, because she was like came back and cleaned her life up, you know. And they bought her a fucking Geo Storm, tight man, and she just fucking got fucked up and wrecked that boy in like two weeks. Yeah. Forged 
in the fucking lightning of Raiden. <laughs> <laughs> Geostorm. Storm. Yeah, so fucking Eileen had, you know <coughs> Fuck. I fucked up bad, man. I'm gonna pause this for a second, dude. Well, sorry about that. I just had to pause. I couldn't stop coughing after that yeah, shit. Yeah. Jesus, man. Uh, th- this is where we fucking lose to, like, last podcast on the left and all the other well-produced ones. Yeah. Because uh, they got, like, the radio show voices. Yeah. And then, like, we have a coughing attack in the middle. Yeah. It's not professional shit. And, all, man, we just, do, you know, we're fucking can't be around each other in a non-professional environment also you fucking farted when i tried to get back in the car <laughs> and you, you never even opened your door still you uh, just sat here the whole time i like what i like <laughs> <laughs> fuck man i'm coughing so much it sucks all right so look eileen in her, her previous crimes had maybe taken the car to get somewhere where she needed to get to uh, she had never hold on to a car like this but for whatever reason she drove around that fucking pontiac sunbird for months she got rid of everything in the car except one of his Bibles, and that's going to come up as evidence when they look through all of her shit. It's in the apartment that her and Ty were sharing. It's the one that he laid her head on? Yeah, probably so. Man, I don't even want to go back into all that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eileen didn't get charged for this murder because they never found his body. But evidence is going to come back to fuck her on this when the trial comes up because her and Ty were hammered as always, you know, as yeah. the, every day, all day long. And they were driving the Sunbird around, driving the Sunbird around when fucking Ty crashes the Sunbird into a row of houses where people live at. She just crashed into it, drunk, in the middle of the fucking daytime. So, you know, people come running outside to see what the fuck's going on. And then you see these fucking freaks, which looks like fucking the cleanup crew of Lilith Fair, you know, like the (laughs) janitorial staff, like fucking... Uh, yeah, don't worry, guys, about those tampons. We'll take care of them. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, we'll recycle and make tea next year. They're fucking just hiding on the inside of the porta potties at fucking Lilith Fair. Oh, crap. And, uh, th- th- that's what they look like. So they're fucking distinguishable. You know, they're not like, you know, if you saw me and you somewhere. Yeah. And people needed to remember us, it's not going to be a problem. No. They're going to no, be like, no. oh, this is exactly what they look like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> th- th- these fucking freaks have got the distinct look about them. So. Everyone that's around when they're interviewed about it can describe them to a T. And Eileen's stupid ass had left a bloody palm print on the interior door handle of the sunburn. Um, And when the car was found after the crash, they took off. They just left it. They didn't try to deal with it. They tried to talk to people out of calling the cops and just ran the fuck away. And so they ran a search in the car. It came back to Sims. Or however uh, however the fuck you say his name. Sears, Sims, or whatever. Uh, the fucking preacher guy that fucked her on top of a stack of Bibles. Uh, <laughs> they came back to him in his name. And so they knew it was a serious crime. They had some sort of connection to his missing. His, you know, like I said, they never found his body. <clears throat> so they weren't sure what happened until Eileen had to admit that she killed him. You know, he was just a missing person at the time. So it was of importance to find out where he was at. They got sketches made of the description of them, which, again, easy as fuck to describe. Like, uh, sketch artist, do you think Katie Lang is attractive? No? Make it, like, way worse. No, 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 no. Like, bigger. Yeah, 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 but worse than that. Uh, imagine if, like, there was two of her. Yeah. And then, like, the second one got a big pimple. Ooh. And then the other one ate it. And then they join together. Ooh. Draw that. 
God. Well, then she runs into Troy Burris, 50 years old. This is at the end of July. This guy's a fucking sausage salesman. <laughs> it's a job that I cannot comprehend whatsoever. I read it and thought about it. <laughs> and then I thought about it some more because it's like, okay. That makes total sense, man. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, I've worked in restaurants and grocery stores where, like, you have representatives from a company that sells every type of food come and you buy food from them. Yeah. But you that's not a salesman. Yeah. That's like a rep, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, I represent Cisco. Would you like to buy some fucking lettuce and cheese and shit from us? Yeah, sure. But that's not a salesman. That's a rep. A salesman is like a car salesman. So who is doing belly-to-belly business about sausages like this? Man, what if you bought a you sausage? (laughs) I'm just trying to figure (laughs) out, like, what... How do you get, like, where are you selling sausages like that, you know? Gently you sausage <laughs> at a great price. Like, was it like a food truck? Is that what they're trying to say? Maybe. Maybe a hot dogsman. Are they cold? Are they cooked? Are they cold? Who knows? Are they even made yet? Like, how does it work? Well, is he like the dude that goes to the doors and knocks? <laughs> and he's like, these are Omaha. You know what's funny is that we both independently fell for that scam before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what's worse is that I fell for it and, and then you, tried to warn you about yeah. it, and you didn't listen to me. That was a hell of a ride. <laughs> yeah, I think we talked about this shit before. I'm yeah, pretty for sure. sure, for sure. Uh, but yeah, you know, like that. There's a fucking meat salesman. I don't. I just don't get it. Like I've been trying to wrap my brain around it. Because like, are you calling? Because they found a sausage truck the next day. Also. You don't really need a truck just for sausages. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I haven't. I'm still cap. Like, uh, sausage, salesman, sausage salesman <coughs> purchases beaver. Beaver kills sausage salesman. Yeah, that's basically what happened. The sausage truck is found the next day. Body is found a month later. Of course, badly decomposed. They're in fucking humid-ass, blood-infested Florida. I guess identified only by his fucking wedding ring, which is how gross the body was. That's uh, in the fucking book where she's writing about it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, she's yeah. like, yeah, I thought I was going to get away with it because he was so bad off. The only way they could tell who he was is by his ring. Hell, I should have took it, but his fingers was too fat. Sausage but fingers. I feel like he for sure picked her up as a prostitute. Oh, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, Because yeah. he's selling. It's like, lonely on the sausage yeah, road. Yeah, like you know? I need a bun to park this broad in. Yeah. Like, I got a fucking whole veal of Johnson's. You know what I'm saying? Let me give you some broth. <laughs> Let me sneak it in, you twat. You know one of the funniest things about you that's forever perplexed me is that you hate bratwurst. I fucking hate them, man. But you like a sausage. I do, but it ain't the same. <laughs> What's the difference? It's one's got a... It's got a fucking smack, man. <laughs> the snap's good, dude. No, man. I, mean, I don't, you don't like, like a the snapping fl- sausage, The dude. flavor's gross. <laughs> no, dude. Man, I've good, had man. it every way possible. <laughs> I like a and brat. I'm also barfed it. <laughs> yeah, so, every yeah. way possible. I like, I like a fucking bratwurst, man. You're Ooh. weird. You're fucking So weird. he couldn't have sold it to you, dog. You would have been the only guy to resist nah, man, the sausage. He's only story. selling brats, man. I don't want to smoke. I like a smoked sausage. All right, man. They're bigger and fatter. <laughs> like a bit, uh, fucking September 11th, 1990, a foreshadowing the future senseless tragedies the Illuminati would force down our throats. She ran into Charles Dick Humphreys, which I also didn't get. How is your name Charles, but you go by Dick for short? 
He's also a sausage salesman. Yeah, I guess so, man, but that doesn't even fit. Like, you know, that's Richard, right? They called me Dick. Yeah. Is there anyone ever named Dickard? Dickard? Like, how do you even get Dick out of Richard? I don't know, man. It doesn't make any sense. None of it. Nothing in the fucking world makes sense, dude. Yeah, I'm that's some English planet. shit. It's dumb. Anyway, old Dick Humphreys, 56 years old. He's a fucking retired U.S. Air Force major, which what I could gather is like the highest rank you could get in the Air Force. So that yeah. means he's an outstanding human being. He's done karate. And if that, yeah, for sure. If that wasn't enough for his fucking record, he was a chief of police. Done karate. The chief of police. Chief. Like the number one cop. Elected. This is a good person. And then if that wasn't enough, when he got done being the chief of police, he dedicated his entire life to becoming a child abuse investigator. Fuck yeah. That's a- Do you think that he tried to pick up Eileen Wernos to fuck? Oh, sure. Come on, man. I mean, maybe, you know. But why? To fuck? He's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, you make a good point. Uh, anyway, two kids would find his body. They were in like a housing complex running through a field behind it to get to the other housing complex, and there he was dead. His pockets folded out like a poor cartoon, like when Goofy goes in to give yeah. money to the milkman, but only butterflies come out. He's got that old elfman ears. That's thing. how they found yeah. his ass, man. Uh, he is special because this is the first time Eileen shot somebody in the fucking head, man. He was shot in the body seven times and then execution style in the back of his head. What I got a feeling there's no way this dude is a rapist. Like, you can get away... With a lot of shit, man. Like if you if 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 I if, if, if I opened a paper, and it was like Air Force major charged with rape, I'd be like, yeah, man. You know, every once in a while, somebody sneaks in. Same thing if I opened a paper and it was like chief of police found guilty of rape. I'd be like, yeah, that probably happens always. Yeah. But together in one, and yeah. then dedicating your fucking free time to being a child abuse investigator. I got a feeling this was a great dude. He was not trying to take advantage of Eileen Wernos in any way. And to further corroborate that, the autopsy, this is brought up in trial um, because it's important. There's a bruise in the shape of a gun in his ribs, which is like a robbery-style thing, according to the pers- the expert <laughs> yeah. expert witness. Because like, we see this bruise in this type of crime. Because if someone wants to have a gun pointed to somebody and lead them without someone else seeing it, they jam it in their ribs like a fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, further just illustrates that it probably wasn't her defending herself in a rape situation. Last victim is Walter Gino Antonio, 62 years old. He's a trucker and security guard, which again is just two jobs that don't, like, if you're a trucker, <laughs> you're not in any shape to keep anything secure. <laughs> He's like the. He's like a fucking mall cop in the off season. Yeah. Trucking's got its slow time. <laughs> Does it? No. I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It makes no sense, dude. Nobody works more than America's fucking saviors, truckers. Yeah, man, for real. That's a hard, long job. I don't see how you're just being a security guard in your fucking free time. Hey, man. Shout out to Lacey Doyle. That's what she does. <laughs> that's what she listens to. She said that uh, she does those long, hard Roots on the road, man. man. There's like three or four truck drivers that tune in. Yeah. Uh, isn't Alex Richards a fucking truck driver? I believe. I think we got a lot of trucking. Uh, 10-4, good buddies. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, tell me about some road comics. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Remember when we were <laughs> we tried to steal a fucking CB and it just wouldn't yeah. work because we had to do we didn't have all the shit to hook it up with. Yeah, yeah. But we were before we even got that boy, we were looking up the terminology so we could figure out what to call a lot lizard on the road. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like whatever thing we got, it was like they're called a comic book. You could get you a Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> you could get a Sticky Page comic book. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, it was all times because we jumped in the fucking work eighteen wheeler with the uh, truck yeah, driver, yeah, and I started yeah. I started talking on there, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he goes, "You're trying to get me arrested." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he knew the codes for sure, yeah, man. man. Uh, uh, his body was found November nineteenth, nineteen ninety, nearly naked near a remote logging road in Dixie County. He had been shot four times. She ditched his car far away in Brevard County, which, uh, shout out to Eric Eberts, that's where that boy lives. Hey. I know where that part of Florida is. You know where that part of Florida is, Yeah, man, we've been there. We've been over there, man. Uh, Eileen and Ty's sketch is now being passed around as people of interest in several crimes. They're basically on the most wanted list in Florida, which is saying some shit, because generally the most wanted people are from Florida, you know? Yeah. Uh, You'll remember that Ty is a hotel maid. So police immediately start receiving calls from former and current hotel co-workers that had seen the couple in the sketch, and they thought, hey, looks like these fucking scumbags that we've run into several times. We hired them. Yeah, I mean, they all, you know, fucking, like, Eileen ain't working there, but you know that Ty's working there, and then all of a sudden you hear, Come to my window, eat my big puss. And it, they're all grossed out and just watching. Oh. <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, Eileen had bought <laughs> You're just still grossed out by the, the fucking Floridian soup kitchen. Right? Oh, gross, man. Shit. Just working in a fucking Motel 6. With no dicks. <laughs> rubbing together your things, so making you them stick. <laughs> Eileen had pawned some of Mallory's shit at a pawn shop, like we talked about. She was using a fake ID with the name of Cammy Green in Florida. You try to pawn something because it's a pawn shop in fucking Florida. Everyone knows you're doing crime when you pawn some shit, and everyone knows when you're in Florida you're a criminal. It's all easy math. They make you give a thumbprint, which matched up with the palm print from the sunburn that they had wrecked that had been linked to... The palm print came back positive to someone named Lori Grody, which (laughs) could only be only one lady could be named Grody around these parts. Uh, Police linked mugshots of Grody and Green from other crimes to the face of Eileen Warnos. They figured it all out, basically. I mean, not all the killings, but they now know the person they're looking for by way of using these prints to find mugshots from other crimes in other states with these aliases matching it up to the face of Eileen Wernos. She's one of these fucking three people. So what they do to figure out exactly who she is and where she's at is they kind of get a locale where she's normally at. And on January 5th, 1991, undercover detectives that named themselves Bucket and Drums like they're the goddamn rhythm section of Slipknot, <laughs> pretend to be drug dealers coming over from Georgia trying to make some big moves in Daytona Beach, where she's at at the time, <laughs> find Eileen at this biker bar, The Last Resort, where if you watch it, 
You gotta. I told you in the first one. You gotta watch the documentary, the selling of a serial killer, and the the life and death of Eileen Warnos. They show this bar in both of them because that's where she was hanging out at. Fucking Doctor Legal goes and hangs out there. If you have ever seen True Blood season one, mm-hmm. where they go through that biker bar that's just like an open air shed, and they're like listening to sleep real loud. Yeah. You know? It looks just like that. I never seen it. True Detective. Oh, True Detective. Yeah, yeah. What did I say? I think you said True Blood. I meant True Detective. Okay. Yeah, that's a great show. But the where they when fucking Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson are like in that biker bar and they're yeah. playing sleep. Yeah. It, it's just like a big open ass shed. Yeah. It's like that type of shit. Um. They find her. She's drunk at the bar. They're keeping an eye on her, and she passes out cold at the bar. Tight. And so instead of fucking bucket and drums arresting her, they just let her sleep. The bar lets her sleep. Yeah. She wakes up the next day, and then they arrest her. What the fuck? I guess it was not. I don't fucking understand the purpose of that, but it's cool. Yeah. Sleep it off. We'll be back. They probably wouldn't got their dick sucked by some of the other prostitutes in the area. They probably fucked her. Yeah, you know what Bruggen and Drums are up to. Yeah. It's the clown and the fucking... <laughs> What's the other thing that plays up in Slipknot? There's the clown, for sure. Yeah. But what plays the other thing? I don't fucking know. That's your band. Nah, man, I know the clown, but come on. Anyway, clown um, from Slipknot fucking arrest these... Arrest Eileen Wernos after fucking her the next day. It's my theory. I I got a feeling they did the fucking silkworm sleeping bag on her. What's that? Where you spray them down with cum? Yeah, while they're sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Silkworms. (laughs) Buddy. (laughs) He sounded disappointed, man. That's dumb. And I'm disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ty tried to run away from the whole thing. She made it to Pennsylvania, but she got arrested in Pittson, Pennsylvania, which is what she is, a fucking Pittson. (laughs) (laughs) And Ty rolled over, of course, right away. She made a deal where if she testified about everything Eileen did, she would walk, which I don't understand how that happens when she fucking knew about all the murders. That's definitely... An accomplice, man. Yeah, being an accomplice and fucking, like, uh, uh, obstruction, harboring a fugitive, all that shit. But now she didn't get charged with anything. And Ty fucking sucks, man. I mean, she knew she killed all those people. She took the rewards from it. Like, Eileen got tons of money for compared to what they normally have uh, from killing these people and taking what they have. Cars, guns, jewelry. Dude, fucking Ty loved every minute of that, I assume, you know? Yeah. And then within a week, Ty sold her rights to the story. And she fucking walked free. All she had to do was testify, but she didn't give a fuck. It's fucked up. And again, I hate to say the same thing 85 times, but you got to watch these documentaries if you're at all interested in Eileen Wernos because, you know, I've seen several serial killer documentaries and interviews, but this one is completely different because what this guy did, um, yeah, man, what the fuck's this fucking, uh, Nick Broomfield, he makes his documentary. He's made a lot of other great documentaries too. Yeah. He's good at what he does. And the reason, I mean, of course he's interested because he's a serial killer going on trial and shit, but... Everyone around was trying to sell, you know, this is the early 90s. It's like right when this type of shit is getting popular where you can fucking sell your story. Yeah. It's like a newer thing. Like, you, oh, you have an interesting shit that, like, John Monet Ramsey, all that type of shit. Yeah. Jurors and fucking people in the O.J. Simpson trial all selling their fucking shit away, which I know was after this, but you get what I'm saying. It's a new phenomenon. 
And so he shows up because he wants to make a documentary about how people are selling their rights to Hollywood with this. Like, this is the most fucked up story of all time. But nobody gives a fuck about anyone involved. All they care about is how to cash in on it. The lawyers, the judges, the fucking jurors, you know, and and again, you don't want to make Eileen be a victim, but she falls victim once again here. I mean, she just has never, I mean, she didn't deserve any pleasantries now. Yeah. Like, it's fine. She deserved to die. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't like the death penalty, for one. Yeah. It's not, I don't think, like, I would way rather die than be in prison forever. Yeah. Right? Like, I would, there's, there can't be a good time. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I hear some good, good fucked up stories about some shit. But I mean, but if you knew, I mean, there had no chance of getting out of prison. You're gonna die in prison. But I mean, what if you escape though? That's the thing. <laughs> this is what keeps you going, man. You're like, man, 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 man we'll get my fucking way out of here. One Bundy day, did it, you know. I mean, fuck. He did it in a cool hey, fucking way. I was too. at my aunt's house last night, and she told me, and my grandpa told me this too. But she <laughs> told me about my grandpa telling her about him. Finding a a guy who was a child molester who was like, Fuck. Would, this is a if you want to just tune out for about ten seconds, this is when you do it. But he fucking pulled the guy over who had killed a baby by bouncing it in his lap to the point where his dick had split the kid in half. Through no the throat. man, come I, on. Yeah, that's real, man. <sighs> so do you want those people to even risk escaping prison? No, dude. You kill them. That's a different thing, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, for sure. Pedophilia. Yeah, I mean, I don't have an adequate solution. Yeah, maybe I do believe in the death penalty, but for pedophiles, man, um, fuck. <coughs> I hate to be a fucking wham wham right now, but the the problem with the death penalty is there's been like twelve executions that they've found have not like DNA did not yeah. link them. So it's like, and plus the punishment, man. But yeah, pedophiles, dude. I mean, probably the best thing I could say, I know they're doing this in Florida, which of course, of course. But they've got like a completely segregated island with a trailer park on it. Yeah. That's all pedophiles. Yeah. Like, do that. That would be terrible. Pedophiles suck. You don't want to be hanging around that. No. You want to live in a trailer, you know that. Well, I just know what they do. I, I In prison, I know what the other inmates do to them. That's why they split them up. Oh, yeah. You're going to die uh, savagely. Yeah, and I mean, just, I think I've told the story about the guy who got castrated and and they raped him in the hole where they castrated him at until he died and got an infection. Yeah, that's what you get, though. That's what you need. But, uh, yeah, castration is a good move. Because it's a thing, man, like, I will say that I think pedophilia is a sickness. Yeah. uh, But uh, not not as a cop-out. Yeah. Like, some people will say, well, they can't help it. Like, okay, all right, so, you know, Acknowledge that, but then cut the fucking sex organs off. But this is the problem: is Eileen is a is a product of that environment. Yeah, and so those people create fucked up people. It's all bad. You gotta get yeah. But anyway, in Eileen Warnos's case, I guess I should definitely say, like, or we'll we'll keep going. And you'll see what I'm getting at here. Um, you know, the, the, the what's on everyone's mind with Eileen is the fucking money. And she, you know, she's fucking also insane, dude. Like, she's not in, an, in, her, in her right mind. No. Uh, she really does not think. Like, she's so delusional that she, even 
It's like if you told her all the crimes that she had committed, right? She the way that they happened in her mind compared to reality, her reality is reality. So yeah. when she's saying I did these in self defense, that's reality for her. Yeah. You can't tell her anything else because that's her fucking reality. Which I think that she actually developed schizophrenia too. I mean, probably, dude. You she, know, she had it all, baby. She had the full gamut. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. as wild as you can get. I mean, when you watch interviews with her, oh, and she starts God, talking brother. about some sh- crazy yeah. shit about God and do yeah. all that. You know, it's just uh, uh, there's a lot there. I think that that's more of like being criminally insane. You know. Yeah, and I mean, you know, what she's going through. But, like, I mean, you know, so something that's really bad for her is, uh, is, uh, man, my fucking brain, is the way she's acting in court, you know, because when she's sitting in front of the judge and the jury, and she's got attorneys, she's got a public fucking defender at the time, and in her mind, when they say, okay, you're guilty of this. Here's your charges. It fucking enrages her because she thinks, again, she's a hero. Yeah. Like, this person tried to rape, a grown man tried to rape me. Yeah. And I overcame him. And I saved my life. And I killed this motherfucker. How could you punish me? Punish them? So there's no remorse. Yeah. And she's fucking furious yeah so her legal team literally leaves her when she gets charged with murder in the second murder and she tells the judge i hope you get raped in the ass one day i hope your wife and kids get raped in the ass (laughs) and her legal team dumps her yeah i mean because you can't stay like you practice law in that state you know yeah you can't just be around that I get I get the anger from the families probably you know them wanting her to die but I feel like uh, I feel like she needed to be looked at a little bit further uh, by some some more mental health. Well, vet, that like, that's where exactly where I'm going with this because who ends up representing her is who we talked about last time, Stephen Glazer, Doctor Legal, yeah, piece of shit, terrible attorney. Uh, he's like a small claims court guy. Yeah. He's not a fucking capital murder guy. Yeah. He's not the person to represent you in the most grandiose stage of legal. The most at stake is your fucking life. I mean, you're fucking on trial for murder, you know? He's not the right person for it. And he comes in, and she's fucking crazy. And so it's like, good defense would instantly be like, okay, we need to get her mentally evaluated we need to say that these mental pro like here's all the reasons why, but no, um, man, I fucked up. I can't remember the lady's name. She's in the pr- prudent something. I don't know. Pruitt. Pruitt is her last name. Okay. In that fucking documentary, this Christian lady starts corresponding with Eileen, and Eileen says that she had this fucking stupid vision where a Christian woman was gonna get a hold of her, and oh, yeah. she was gonna get out of jail and go live with her. Like, she was going to get totally absolved of it, and they're writing back and forth. And that la- this lady is on the same shit. Like, she knows that she can cash out on Eileen, sell her story, write back and forth with her, get her fucking letters and stories and life. And so she's talking to Stephen Glazer at the same time, and they come up with this fucking scam where they're going to get paid to have her story. And both of them together talk her into pleading no contest to the four other murders so she already got death penalty in the second murder case, 
Uh, now for the other four, she pleads no contest, doesn't stand up to it at all. And so she's going to get death penalties in those four. And I feel like the reason that Stephen Glazer did that is because he wanted to get all all the fucking audio that he could from her, get all the writing that he could from her, and then fucking cash in on it rather than represent her in law. And he was a fucking lawyer. Yeah. So no one could say no. And so instead of getting a... I mean, it's not like she would have gotten away with it. Yeah. But we could have figured out some more of what the fuck actually happened. Yeah. Right? So she gets basically five death penalties. And Glenn Glazer... And again, this is why his documentary is killer. Because this dude, Nick Broomfield, is interviewing these people. And Glazer is trying to figure out how to sell the rights. And Nick Broomfield is talking to him about it. And he's like, you're a fucking Hollywood guy. And they, him and that lady... That's been corresponding with her to try to get Broomfield to give them ten thousand dollars for them working with him. Yeah. And he ends up paying them a thousand bucks, but he's like telling them, like, yo, you guys are sick. Like, this is a problem. What you're doing is wrong. And the guy's just yeah. like, Yeah, give me the fucking money. Yeah. And it's all on camera. And he says not to use the footage, but he does. Yeah. And so the guy in the second film, the the life and death of Ivy Lawrence hates him. Yeah. When they meet up again. But I mean, fuck that Doctor Legal should have been exposed. You know, it's a uh, like, again, she's not a fucking victim. She did it to herself, but at the same time, there's no fair representation. And it's not like she would have been out of prison. Well, let, let's rephrase that. She is a victim to a degree. And I'm not talking about in the situation where she killed people. I'm yeah. talking about in her... Really, this all stems from the way she was raised, growing yes. up, and all this yes, stuff. Yes, she is a victim of that. She's a victim of that, and that's yeah. what's caused a lot of mental distress in her life. And so, what you, what's fucked up is that if I were a lawyer, I would have definitely had, you know, the I, I think they misdiagnosed her to some degree. Yes, and I think that yeah, you know, the psychopath or the sociopath, whatever you want to call it, I think that that is definitely like a, a benefactor in this whole thing. No, that's but the, the wrong word, but yeah. But the rest of the shit that comes into play here is the PTSD, the borderline personality disorder, and I think also schizophrenia. Yeah, probably. You know, she believes in the lie. She also has visions of God telling her that she's going. to Oh yeah, I mean, know. she's just totally wrapped up in like another reality altogether. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, she wouldn't have gotten off, but yeah, she probably could have gotten treatment in jail. And of course she goes right to, as soon as she gets the death penalty, she wants to die right away. Yeah. She doesn't want to be alive. Like death row for her sucks. She's in solitary. She has nobody. Um, I mean, she's writing letters and shit, but then, so now she starts telling the judge and everyone she can talk to, everyone that will listen that the murders were in self-defense. They were cold blooded. She killed everybody. She knew what she was doing. She wanted him dead. She want, I mean, because she wants to be killed. ASAP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if th- then that's not just speculative, because again, she's talking to Nick Broomfield, and she thinks they're off camera. She kind of whispers to him like, "Hey, these weren't these. They were self defense." But I'm saying this because I want out. And he's yeah. like, "I don't think you should do that." And she was like, "I want out." So I, I'm just telling you. Yeah, I'm ready so to you go. Know. Yeah, and uh, she wanted to die, man. And so she did. Nine forty seven. On October 9th, 2002, lethal injection. Her last meal, uh, apparently Florida allows inmates to eat anything they want under $20. All right. So she went for a cup of coffee. (laughs) And, of course, Eileen Warren's famous last words were, 
Yes, I would just like to say I'm sailing with the rock, and I'll be back like Independence Day with Jesus. Damn. Straight up some schizophrenic shit. Yeah, I mean, she was gone, dude. And, I mean, she fucking got religious, you know? You don't have to be religious to think at least she took some fucking solace in that. (coughs) Saddest life, you know, that I could think of, like, Dahmer had it bad, but not that bad. Yeah. Gacy had it bad, but not that bad. Yeah. Uh, Fucking BTK had it bad. But not that bad. You know, all these people come from a fucked situation, but I think she just fell into this fucking depravity from a very heinous level of abuse. Yeah. Didn't necessarily know right from wrong. And if she ever did, blurred the lines because of mental disorders. Never got help. Never had a reliable person in her life. And then, uh, you know, do did the actions herself. I uh, don't think she was a fucking feminist hero at all. Um, I think that she probably did stand up for herself a lot. And I think that the people that she was around it, when that happened gave her a lot of positive attention for that. And I think that's what fed into the grandiose idea that she was like some type of fucking folk hero. And yeah. on her end. I mean, I think that when she was a prostitute and working like a regular prostitute... She probably did beat a couple of guys up. She probably pulled a gun on a guy, and then she told the other prostitutes about him. They were like, well, hell yeah. I wish I could do something like that. That's awesome. You're the best. You're great. We love you. You know? And that just kept her going. Well, she just really wanted somebody to love her. Yes. And, 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 you know, that makes sense to me is, like, you know, she got affection from people that were like, that's great. You you did that, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And so she was like, well, cool, I'm going to keep getting that from everybody. I need that. You yeah, know? I mean, you just said what I just said. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, that, I mean, that's that's the that's the BPD shit, you know. That's... Yeah, totally. You're you're spot on with that by, by uh, shit, the personality disorder. But, hey, guys, we love you very much. Uh, I'm sorry. I know I, the audio on the last one was great. Mark doctored it up. I hope I can do the same thing with this one. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you listen to this with your families around. Yeah, so you can hear us cough and yeah, make Bible it was, jokes. The, the Bible verse, I hope we didn't cough over that because that was a good uh, time. That was a good time. Uh, we hope to see you at the show at Vino's. Uh, again, I can't go through and fucking name everybody because we're sitting in my goddamn wife's car. It's cold as fuck. <laughs> um, we'll be back in the studio next week. And we're... Uh, Fucking bringing on another team member, most likely, old Andy Campbell. Yeah. is doing some research right now for me. I think he's like an anthropology student, I'm pretty sure. Oh, uh, that's cool. Or was. I mean, I used to work with him. It's a weird, it's a full circle. Always been a super, I've always liked, always been a super cool guy. Yeah. Um, talked to him on and off for years. He's into the podcast. He wants to research. He's good at that shit. Yeah. So he's helping me with research, which will give me time to actually take care of all the other shit. Uh, shirt people, patrons. It's go, slow going with the guy that I use. Um, I'm loyal. I'm a loyal person. Yeah. The first batch of shirts we got, everything went great. The only thing I didn't like was the fit of the shirt, but I liked it at the time. That's what I asked for. It was like a heavier T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, he was pretty quick turnaround. Super nice. Great prices. Local person. Like all the metal bands used the dude. Um, it just, it, it, like, 
for what I guess I'm I'm just thinking right now it's because it's like holiday season. Yeah. I don't know what that entails for a graphic designer and printer and shit like that, but I've been trying to get a front and back design, send all that off, and trying to get like a nicer shirt. I told you guys that before, but yeah, I just want like a good fitting shirt. You got some ideas. It's just a matter of getting it all ironed in. I'm putting a sneeze. Hold on. So, you know, I kind of felt like the last shirts were a little bit rushed. And I know that people crank out merch all the time, but, you know, I always feel like it should be special. Yeah. And, like, I just want to get a nice shirt this time. You know what I'm saying? For sure. So, ASAP, working on it. Uh, buddy brought up, what was that? Well, yeah, probably not even worth bringing up. Yeah. But we might go through a different thing. Whatever. I'm trying. We'll get it to happen. But a research hand is going to help immensely. Uh, we're doing in Arkansas. Oh, I forgot to tell you this. Oh, yeah? Might as well say it on the podcast. If you want to, uh, you know how CT does that fucking public radio show? Yeah. Uh, he asked me to go on next Monday to try to plug that show. Yeah. But you work, right? No, nah, I mean, I do, but I can I can take off for that short amount. I can work whenever I want. Yeah, you got to come up to Little Rock, though. I'll do that. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, that's next Monday at 1. Okay. So that's on <coughs> 88.3. That's our fucking friend CT. Um, yeah, we'll be on there promoting that show at Vino's, which is Saturday, December 1st. Fucking think we're going on at 8. Or 8.30. Just get there at 7.30 when the doors open. Yeah. Get a good spot. We'll fucking have a lot of fun. I mean, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, same goes every show, man. We want to hang out and drink beers, man. And Yeah, we'll be there all night. Even drinking all night. Drinking. Yeah, listen to some tunes, man, and fucking shake hands and rub butts together. Start a fire. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably just stay at Jerry's house so I'll get fucked off, you know. You can stay at Jerry's house, too, man. We'll just, hey, man, let's do that. Yeah, he's got, he's got a lonely house. Yeah, he got a hot tub. Nah, man, but he's got a hot tub of emotions over there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, let's fucking turn him into a fucking silkworm. <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, sleeping yeah, yeah, bag, yeah, man. Wait till he falls yeah, asleep. Yeah, let's do that. All right, well, guys, love you. Hail Satan. Fucking hail turkeys. We'll see you next week. Whoop. <laughs>